My name is Michael Ogbo, the ambassador, aka the ancestor, and this is Pillow Talks of the Livingstone Outreach. Today is Wednesday, and it is the 22nd day in the month of March 2023. Today is Wednesday, March 22, 2023. Lean on Me by Samuel Bolton is the song that ushered us into tonight's discussion. I want to believe your day went well. How has been your day? How was your going out and your coming in? It's time for Pillow Talks. Uh, for those of us that listen to the introduction podcast for Pillow Talks, well, the much-awaited first episode for Pillow Talks is here. So, I want you to grab your seats and I want you to grab your pillow because we will be discussing this evening as God will give us grace. Now, remember I told us in the introduction podcast for Pillow Talks the pillow talk will be centered on key and sensitive issues very much important that they affect us as individuals and they affect the society at large lean on me lean on me somewhere uh, michael Bolton. that is the song that you can hear on the background it is what started the tune for our discussion tonight It is what started the tone for our discussion tonight. Now, this evening's podcast, Pillow Talks, is going to be a very long one. And I want to believe that you will take your time to listen to the end. But before we start, please, I beseech you, therefore, by the message of God, that you will guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life
I'm glad to know that you're still there. Why did I start with that um, Bible passage? Guide your heart with all diligence, for heart of it flows the issues of life. Now, in this podcast tonight, I really wish that parents will listen because this podcast concerns parents. Yes, many times, um, what we are about to discuss this evening is actually possible because parents have in this aspect failed because they have not been able to live up to their parental responsibilities with issues that we are about to discuss this evening. So if you are not yet a parent, this podcast will not be totally useless to you. Yes. If you're not yet a parent, this podcast will not be totally useless to you. And if you're already a parent, this podcast is very much important to you. And then please do me a favor to share the link to family and friends, especially parents. Now, it will help you in your parental upbringing, how you bring up your children. Remember, the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So what are we be going to discuss this? What are we be going to be discussing this evening? I beg your pardon. This evening on the Pillow Talks, we will be discussing the man-child, the male child, or the boy child, as the case may be. Do not forget, this is the Livingstone Outreach, and the voice you can hear is the voice of Michael Logbo, the ambassador, aka the ancestor. Now you see the African society I have come to understand over time and then I decide to compare with the larger society and I've come to see and to see that the phenomenons are the same everywhere. Parents and the society at large, they pay little or no attention to the upbringing and the care of the man-child, the boy-child or the male-child as the case may be. Because somehow the society feels that the man-child is strong. Yes, the man is supposed to be strong, is supposed to be brave, is supposed to be bold, is not in any way supposed to display or exhibit any form of emotional weakness. He is tough, is a boy. So the society pay little or no attention to his upbringing, to his needs and desires and wants because he is a man and he is good to go. 
he can fend for himself he can defend himself now this has placed the man child in many situations where he is going through a lot of trauma physical emotional psychological trauma and having nobody to relate his pain with because he is a man child this have led many boy child into many societal vices that they are keeping to themselves a secret because nobody will believe their story nobody will come to relate to their pain because he is a man child and is good to go he can fend for himself so the society channels its energy and its resources in the upbringing of the female child at the expense of the man child now the man child is not giving less attention is giving less supervision is giving less less care less compassion because he is a man he's strong and he's fine he can scale through anything so the man child is never molested the man child is never harassed of course the man child can never be raped if there is going to be a rape case that is involving the man child definitely he is the perpetrator but the society have come to feel that he can also be the victim the society have failed to understand that the man child also can be a victim to rape and sexual harassment and sexual assault so when he comes out to tell the society that i am being molested i am being harassed i am being raped the society will not believe him why should a man child come out to display such cowardice and emotional weakness the man child and that is why the man, man child has gone through so many societal ills so many psychological psychological trauma i beg your pardon so many pains so many difficulty so many challenges if only you know how much the man child is suffering in silence bearing so much pain on the inside this pain is eating him up directly and indirectly on the inside and he wish to share it with anybody and everybody that will give a listening here to him just to be free from the burden that is consuming him on the inside but nobody will want to listen to his story and even if they do nobody will want to believe in him because he is a man child so we have evil going on around the man child and is going scot free because nobody will believe his story 
That is why we have uncles and aunties and brothers and sisters, neighbors, taking advantage of the man-child, but he keeps it to himself because, one, the society does not care what happens to him. And even if the society cares, the care that he gets is giving less, less in proportion to the woman-child. If the woman-child is harassed and he raises up uh, an alarm, the society will believe her and we do everything it takes to protect her. But if it is to the man-child, even if the society may believe in him, it does little or nothing to protect him. It does little or nothing to protect him. So, the woman child is giving all the care and attention that she needs so that she does not get into trouble if she is going to face the larger society she is adequately prepared for so that she will not be stranded in any way but the man child is launched into society without any form of care whatsoever in quotes because he is a man he will survive and so the society and our parents and guidance we don't care about their survival instinct we just know that when they get out there they will take care of themselves and they will survive but if only you know the many survival strategies that the man-child have to involve himself in just to survive. If only you know his survival instincts, survival strategies that he has to engage himself in because of the neglect that is coming from home and coming from the society. Can I tell you a story? especially in third world nations nations that uh most man child come out of a very poor and lowly background they are the ones that we relate very well with all of the experience i'll be sharing tonight on pillow talks When I was in school, my first year in school, my family was not very well to do. Um, as a matter of fact, my mom was the breadwinner, taking care of five children at the same time. And I was sent to a tertiary institution with little funds. When I got to school and I ran out of funds, I was now depending on cosmates and friends for my daily feeding and upkeep. I was complaining to a cosmate of mine, a female cosmate. Her name is Ungozi. And she happens to be one of the people that God used to help me when I was in school. If not, I would have died of starvation. 
I was complaining to her badly. Why is my family treating me like this? Why they don't care when I call for the reimbursement is it reimbursement yes when i run out of resources and i call them to send me they tell me the okay my mom is one my mom was working then she was earning a monthly salary and she had other of my siblings to take care of at all uh, also so it's not her fault in any way but she told me something that's ungozi my cosmetics He said, they know you will survive because you are a man. They will go all out to do anything if you were a woman. But because you are a man, they know you will survive. And that got me really down. I was now meditating on what she said. And I try to imagine the number of young men that were going through the same difficulties and challenges as me because they will survive. They are man child. Sorry, the male child, the man child or the boy child. I'm using them interchangeably and I want to believe that we understand. If only you will hear the story and the life of experience of all of the boys who are now men and what they pass through in life as part of their survival instinct because the society does not really care. Is it that the parents do not care? Remember, I told you, it is an issue in third world nations and many that have been victims are people that came out of a very poor and lowly background many people come out of good and godly home but when they get to school especially the tertiary institution our universities and our polytechnics they get themselves involved in vices they join bad friends that lead them to bad gangs they join evil association that leads them to making money the easy way and the dubious way and the diabolical way because they have to survive So you see many of them came out of good and godly homes. Many of them are pastors children. Children of elders and deacons and deaconesses that are respected in the church and in the society. But is it really the fault of the child? Or is it the fault of the parents? That is one question I need you to ponder on. Is it the fault of the child or the fault of the parents? That is one question I need you to ponder on. Now, among the many stories that I have was told, let me share the story of Said to you.
mind you on pillow talks anybody's story that we are going to share to you will not necessarily be the original name of the person for confidentiality's sake now i met saeed when we were doing our one year it I did my one-year IT in the city of Lagos with one of these new generational banks. Now, I studied mass communication, but why would I go to a banking sector to do my one-year IT? Because I wanted to save money to further my studies. So, I met Saeed also, who also came uh, to, study, uh, to, to do his one-year IT in the same bank because he wanted to save money as well. Saeed happens to be a very young man who came from a very poor and lonely background, just like me. And he gained admission into school, but his family could not... Um, um, send him to school uh, give him the comfort that he needs as a student the only thing they can do is to uh, gather funds for his school fees and then perhaps maybe one or two textbooks and then Saeed decide to employ many survival strategies to fend for himself so that he does not go to bed with an hungry stomach after school he goes to construction sites to work as a manual laborer and then on the weekend he organizes tutorials for his classmates who pay him to be taught he does assignment for them and they pay him now, Saeed happens to be a very tall, fair, and a very handsome guy with gap teeth, open teeth. So, you can picture the kind of uh, person that Saeed is. I mean, a very tall, fair, and handsome guy. When I say handsome, I mean very, very handsome. So, it happens that one of his cosmates, a female, who is from a very rich background, saw all of his struggles and met him one day and said, Young man, you are very tall and handsome. And what baffles me so much is that you are so intelligent. Now, the way you conduct tutorials and all that. The way you teach us, you teach us even to the best of our understanding, more than our lecturers. Why are you doing this and this and that? And then Saeed told him, told her rather, I don't have money to take care of myself. And my family is very poor. So I just have to survive. Then the girl told him, you don't have to be struggling this much. You don't have to go through all of this pain. I am from a very rich family. My family have money. Money is coming in for me left, right, and center. I can actually stop all of this, your labor and your manual labor work that you do at the construction site. 
And the guest said to him, I will be giving you money. When I say money, I mean money in abundance, more than what you need. I will be giving you supplies of provisions and everything you need weekly. But this is what you will have to be doing for me. You will be doing my assignments. And of course, this second one is more important, even more than the assignments. Now, seeing a ray of hope coming forth. Okay, if I were helping her to be doing an assignment, she will be giving me money. That is a good one. But the hope of Said was dashed. When the girl told him, You will be my sex mate. And he said to me, Because the day he was sharing this experience with me, he was in tears. He said that the girl told him, I know you have a girlfriend, or perhaps you have somebody you intend to get married to before. I am not saying you should leave her or break up the relationship with her. But anytime that I need you to satisfy me in bed, you have to be available to give it to me the way I want it. And Said said he had no option but to give in to her demands. And that was how he spent the rest of his undergraduate days in that higher institution as a sex slave, a modern-day male prostitute. And he said with tears in his eyes, if I stand before the throne of God in judgment, I would tell it to God that that was my survival strategy. So this is just the story of one man, Said. But do you know how many other Said are out there going through worst cases and situations like this? As a result of trying to look for a survival strategy, many people have met with friends that have led them into vices and um, corruption. Many who are courtists today did not plan to join court. But because they were looking for their survival strategy, they met friends that introduced them into courtism. I know of a friend who, young man from a very godly home, a very strong Christian background, who is like the biblical Joseph that knows what to do part-time and season, staying focused and shunning girls. But when he gained admission into school, of course, family are from a very poor and lowly background and could barely pay school fees. 
he met with friends who introduced him to hookups where you go for sugar mummies and then they pay you money very disheartening he told me we don't just do sugar mummies anybody that is available and needs our services including fellow guys say we do it for the money not for the pleasure or for the passion so there are many people young men who are going through a lot Alright, I'm glad to know that you're still there. I don't want to be emotional about it. Uh, you can hear it from my voice. Uh, this young man here sounds like he wants to start crying. Because if you know the many things that many of these young men have to do because they need money to buy food to eat... To pay for that tuition, to buy that textbook, to buy that handout and all that. You know how annoying it is when you call home. Hello, please, I need money. I need funds. I need resources. And they are telling you, business is not moving. Can you hold on a little? We will send you something next week. And then between that time and next week, this young man have to stay afloat. See, many are today practicing or have at one point in time involved themselves in homosexual acts because of money. Now, the voice you are hearing this morning or this evening in whatever location you find yourself is the voice of Michael Ogbo, the ambassador, a.k.a. the ancestor. And this is Pillow Talks of the Livingstone Outreach. I said today we are discussing the man-child and his survival instinct. There are many of them, young men, that are like Said, who have been confronted with many choices and decisions that are very wrong and not acceptable in the society that are very very disgusting but they just have to accept the offer because the end justifies the means if you hear the story of people you will learn to take the welfare and the upbringing of the male child as important as that of the female child as well. If only you know what the man-child is going through. If only you know. How many of them have been confronted like Said? 
just be my sex mate and I will give you everything that you want and everything you desire. Many have been taken advantage of just for a plate of meal. And then the, the situation and the hunger state, the hungry state that the young man found himself at that time, he could not but accept the terms and the condition of these predictors. I call them predictors. Pillow talks is what we are discussing this evening. Share your experience with the Livingstone Outreach. And you never can tell. It may be part of our discussion in the next pillow talks. Watch out for the email and the WhatsApp number of the podcast as well. So the Lord is going to help you and I. Do you know how many male child is being raped on a daily basis? Do you know how many male child is being sexually molested and assaulted on a daily basis? But who will they talk to? Who will believe their story? Who will believe their testimony? Of course, I trust the African society that I come out from. Where if a man child comes out, maybe now we are more enlightened, but before, how can you come out as a man and say you were raped? Ah no, you are the perpetrator, you are you enjoyed it. In fact, you allowed it to happen because you are the man, you forced it. You forced it. So dearly beloved, there are a lot of young men in the society today that are going through a lot. Through a lot. Through a lot. Many have come to pick up characters, vices. Society have dealt bountifully with them that they are now what naturally they ought not to be and they started doing what naturally they ought not to have done. The man-child is in pain, crying silently behind closed doors, weeping bitterly because there's nobody to share his pain and his heart cry to. There's nobody that cares. There's nobody that wants to listen to him. He's going through a lot, but the society thinks he's fine because he's a man. Because he's a man, he's strong. He's emotionally strong. He's physically strong. He's energetic. He will just survive. Anyhow, he will survive because he's a man. 
he is not supposed to display any form of emotional weakness because he is a man if he finds himself in a situation where he displays emotional weakness then his manhood is called to question now when i say manhood i mean the state of him being a man and not the other manhood so please guard your heart with all diligence like i said for out of it flows the issues of life some parents we are not sensitive enough to know when things are going wrong with the man child the man child your your male child is young innocent he is jovial he is very happy he is open minded he speaks to people he is always bubbling with life he is outspoken then he goes to school and perhaps after the first semester he comes back the child that is always happy jovial and outspoken is now reserved quiet always sad and keeps to himself and you did not care to know why the change somehow you just believe he is getting through a stage of maturity many things have happened to him in the school that you don't care to bother to know or find out about that has brought about his behavioral change that has brought about his behavioral change many of you parents you will weep bitterly if you will sit down and hear the many things that your sons are fighting daily the many things that your sons are doing daily just to survive just to survive my ns plea this evening do not leave the upbringing of the man child to chance and to society what is good for the goose is good for the ganders what is good for the jews is good for uganda uh, that is on a lighter note now but at the same time please the man child is a human being is not just a supernatural being that fell from heaven he is not immune to pain he is not immune to emotions he has emotional needs as well so as you are all out consciously taking care of the female child be conscious about the male child as well that he shows a form of emotional weakness does not make him less of a man he is a human being you know the african society a man does not cry in public especially when something devastating happens to him he is not supposed to show any form of emotional weakness uh uh-uh. are you not a man bear the pain take it in you are a man be it you are a man be it you know you are a man be it that is why many men have died untimely before their time you are a man be it you are a man absorb it you are a man absorb it and you absorb and absorb and absorb tea explodes on the inside and they say oh gone so soon
gone so soon. The man child is a man, yes, but he is a human being. Yes. So be intentional and be deliberate about them. I'm not saying you should not send them to school. But the same effort you will take into providing for the female child when they go to school, can you please put in more that same effort towards the man and do not just believe that, ah, he's going to survive, he's a man. If they tell you the things they do to survive out there in school, especially in school, in the tertiary institution, you will weep. You will weep. How that many men, boys, have become male prostitutes just to survive. Prostitution is not just for females. Okay, in one city, in one of the big states, that makes up south-south of Nigeria. This one is, I was not told, I experienced, I saw it myself. I was told that in the state capital, I don't want to mention the name of the state or the state capital actually, but it is one state that I'm very, and it, for those of you that know me very well, it is my state of origin. So in the state capital where my elder brother resides even till now, when I wanted to write my jam, I went there to stay with him for a while. So I met with a friend, Kelvin, and we were preparing for jam together. And then we were discussing Christian religious study. And one of the topics was about male prostitution. And I said, okay, well, I think this is in the olden days. This does not happen in our modern times. Kelvin looked at me in the face and laughed. And he said, even in this city, we have male prostitutes. I said, that is not possible. Then he called the name of an hotel, a very big hotel, very popular hotel in the state capital there. And he told me, when you go there in the evening like this, the first gate, you will see some female girls, uh, female girls, actually, female prostitutes that are waiting for clients. So just go a little bit further towards the second gate. You will see men waiting, young men. Oh. And I was like, eh? It's not possible. So in a cool evening that day, I took some money. And I took a keke, a, a tricycle. And I did not allow the tricycle to take any other passenger, just me. And when we got to the hotel, I alighted and I paid the tricycle. The first gate, I saw it exactly the way he told me. Females were there waiting for clients, customers. And when I went further, lo and behold, I was shocked. To see young men in their prime, young, FT muscular guys who look like angels that fell from heaven. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Many there waiting for clients to come. I stood opposite and I was observing. 
seeing how flashy cars will come and pick them up. Flashy cars were coming to pick them up. And then later on, as the days goes by, I did my findings. And I discovered that majority of those guys were students of that state university whose campus was in the state capital. Now, they have different campus, the main campus in the university town, but one of the campus is in the state capital. So the male prostitutes are from that campus in the state capital undergraduate student now if you do your finding what led them into it that was their survival instinct so dearly beloved brothers and sisters i believe we must have discussed a lot about this matter there's still more to discuss on issues like this there's still more to discuss on issues like this but this is where we will be drawing the curtain for pillow talks tonight if you want us to share your story please do well to reach out to the livingstone outreach and we will discuss your story now as many that are going through a broken heart as many that are going through a lot by the mercies of god you will be comforted. You will be comforted. So we started with Michael Bolton, Lean on Me, and then we will be going back to that same song. We will end it up with Lean on Me. So this has been Pillow Talks with Michael Ogbo, the Ambassador, aka the Ancestor. And this is the Livingstone Outreach. Till we meet again on Pillow Talks, I want to believe this podcast has been a blessing to you. Like I said at the beginning, please do well to share them, the link to family and friends, especially to parents. God bless you. Do have a lovely and a wonderful evening. Shalom.